Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast, it's presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. Uh, I really want to dive into the Tua injury. We're going to get into that, but I do want to take a quick side note for some pure happiness. FYI, my current favorite hot sauce is Valentina. It's the black label one. It's listen, they're not sponsors of this podcast. I'm just giving you an honest review because there's way too many times out there. People will give you a plug for something, but it's only because they're getting paid for it. I'm giving you an honest review. Great flavor, good consistency, not too thin, not too thick, just good consistency, great amount of spice, good amount of heat. It's there, but it doesn't ruin whatever you're putting it on, which is a huge thing for me. And also, it's a great price, under $2. It's uh, for about a 12.5-ounce bottle. Under 2 bucks. that's not bad at all. Just wanted to get that out there. I had bought the yellow label not too long ago, and it was really good, but it wasn't that hot. And then everybody's like, you got to get the black label. So I trusted you guys. I listen to you. I do. <laughs> I do. And I love hot sauce. So if there's another hot sauce you guys want me to try, let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com or hit me up on social media. I, I love trying new things. Or if there's any other products, food, it has to be food or beverage, let me know. And uh, if there's something I need to try, I'll try it and I'll give it an honest review of it. Maybe you have a company that you want me to uh, give an honest review. Listen, it's up to you. If you're that confident in your product, let me know. And we can figure figure out a way for me to get the product, and I'll give an honest review of it. It's a free plug. You're welcome. Listen, Valentina, the hot sauce company, isn't hurting. They don't need my review, but you need my review because, listen, you need to know. You need to know. If you need a little bit of kick, a little bit of spice, but it's not going to just ruin your day, that's what you go with. Valentina is an amazing flavor. Anyway. Anyway, you know what? Let's get into the big headline of the day. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this, of course, is dominating the headlines as of this morning. And if you're able to watch the game last night, the Dolphins taking on the Bengals for Thursday night football. It was on Prime. And there was a nasty injury again. Let's go into the play-by-play -play via Dolphins Radio Network. Play action to a roll to his left. Stops. Nobody's open, Joe. He's going to be sacked back in his own territory at the 47-yard line. Two is down. He got body slammed. He got thrown down. And they're coming out right now. Jimmy had time to get rid of it. Instead, he gets thrown down hard, and he's not getting up. Oh, boy. Just a horrific injury for Tua, and this is coming off the heels of last week. Only four days prior, he was he was severely injured in the Bills game in what looked like a concussion again, but they later said it was a back injury. But either way, it was really shocking to see him on the field last night against the Bengals. There's a lot of 
conspiracy theories being thrown around and it's very troubling that he was out there and then for that to happen and then to see what happened is his body just stiffened up and we'll get into what that actually is and why that happened but here's uh, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel after the game that was an emotional moment that is not part of the deal that anyone signs up for even though you you know it's a possibility in football to have something that you have to get taken off. The best news that we could get is that everything is checked out. If there's any sort of inclination that someone has a concussion, they go into concussion protocol and it's very strict. We don't mess with that. Never have. And I, as long as I'm the head coach, that will never be um, an issue that you guys have to worry about. Now, here's the thing. I'm not doubting that he follows the rules and he is all about shit. We don't want to push any boundaries when it comes to concussion but i feel like somebody in the organization has because you look at last week when tua got injured against the bills and the dude could hardly walk and you're like dude that guy is fucked up in the head something happened to him he, he got his uh brain rattled okay he's got scrambled eggs up right right now that was before halftime then after half he comes back and you're like that's ah, fucking weird Fucking weird. And I think everything would have slid and faded away with that mysterious injury. But then this shit happens last night. For those of you who haven't seen it, and if you want, go. And I feel bad that I post this because it is kind of hypocritical that I keep posting it. Or it's posted out there and people have watched it. But I feel like as a parent especially, you do need to watch this. Because if your kids are going to play sports, especially something like football or hockey, something like that, you need to see what the potential consequences are. Because, man, it just makes me reconsider having my kids play some sports. But anyway, he gets thrown down and immediately his his like arms kind of shoot out in front of him and his fingers are just in all these random weird looking directions and what is happening is when a person experiences an impact that's strong enough to cause traumatic brain injury, their arms often go into an unnatural position. This position, forearms extended or flexed, follows the impact and is known as the fencing response position. And I got that via Healthline, and it's all over the place now. I found that last night, and I know that like Rich Eisen was looking for it this morning, and somebody ended up sharing it with him. So that's cool. Like you got to know what what it is. It's like he had a severe brain injury last night, and according to Cameron Wolf, who covers the Dolphins, this is what he tweeted this morning. I'm told Tua returned to the stadium last night, flew back with the team to South Florida. He wore a precautionary neck brace, smiling, walking, and talking. Positive results from x-ray last night. MRI still to come per source. His parents were with him at hospital and stadium. So it's very serious. Now, the good thing is, is he was able to leave and he was able, able to travel with the team back home. But it's just all very suspicious. And it's very telling of what a company like the Miami Dolphins or the NFL, how they think of their employees. The football players are the employees. And it's it's disgusting. It makes you kind of nauseous when you think about that. 
listen, I've seen a lot of companies just really not give a shit about their employees. I've told you the story where I got in an argument with a former program director because he felt it was necessary that when the fire alarm went off, that because we were in a high ratings time slot, that I should stay along with the talent in the building and just wait for the firefighters to clear the building, which is against the law. And it's a finable uh, a thing to do, and it's extremely dangerous. And I had to sit there and argue with them. I was just like, that doesn't make sense because if there really is a fire, because I didn't receive an email saying that the, there was a fire alarm test going on, I'm assuming it's a real fire. He's like, well, you should have checked for smoke. By the time I do that, my exit route could be compromised. And guess what? I'm not willing to die for this company. Well, I'm going to throw Stokely and Zach under the bus for a second. Well, Stokely and Zach did it like a month ago. I was like, well, no offense to Stokely and Zach, but they're fucking stupid. Okay? And that's also because they didn't have anybody telling them the severity of the situation. They just assumed that they're going to trust management in that situation where management... At that time, the management at that time did not give a shit about them because all they were thinking of is we got We need the ratings. We need to stay on. We can't afford to go to the ESPN satellite feed. We, we just can't afford to do that because they're just the listeners are going to go somewhere else and then we lose that uh, ratings. So ultimately, the company doesn't fucking care. Or at least in that situation, the manager didn't give a shit about the employees. Yeah, if you die, whatever. Okay? He didn't fucking care. And in this situation, someone in the Dolphins does not really seem to give a shit about their employees. This is what's going to happen, is there's going to be a major investigation when it comes to the players association they're going to dig deep into this injury the one stemming back to the bills game and they're going to dig deep and they're going to tear everything apart and figure out did he really have a back injury because that's what they're saying here's an interesting tweet that i found this morning chris duwinski he's a doctor he also used to be in the wwe which is crazy and i don't know who he is but I feel like I should, and, and I'm sorry if I'm missing exactly who he is and what his relevance is, but he is a doctor, and he does specialize in concussions. This is what he wrote before last night's game against the Bengals. If Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his season or career, everyone involved will be sued or should lose their jobs. Coaches included. We all saw it. Even they must know this isn't right. And then what en ends up happening? He essentially called the shot, which is sad. And, and that's not something you want to be right about. This is what Chris followed up with this morning on Twitter. What the Dolphins did to Tua last night reminds me of how they, the Dolphins, mishandled quarterback Matt Moore in 2017 during the playoffs. He was hit in the head, couldn't stand up for two minutes, and missed one play. This team has a history of it. There's something going on. I'm very curious of who their physician is, their on-site physician. Is it the same guy? Because maybe he's the fucker that's screwing shit up.
maybe he's the one that needs to lose his job. And he's playing Russian roulette with these players. Could you imagine if that was you in your job? They're like, yeah, he's fine. Go back. Go back to work. Well, he just got a nail shot through his head. It's fine. I pulled it out. Put some uh, Band-Aids on it. You're good. Okay. He's a doctor. I'm not. Next thing you know, you're dead. Right? There's something fishy going on. If that was my brother or father or anything like that, I'd be fine if they just kept him overnight for observation, just to be on the safe side. It's a massive head injury. If you watch the video and how his body just tightens up, remember the, what is that called? The fencing response position that occurs because of a, and I quote, when a person experiences an impact that's strong enough to cause traumatic brain injury. He had a traumatic brain injury last night. And some people are praising him for going home, you know, with the team, which it's good, but it's also one of those things where I I think for what you saw, just keep him there for observations overnight. Because I feel like, He's in a troubled relationship with the Dolphins, the Dolphins who don't really seem at least something in there. There's an entity in the Dolphins that does not truly have the best intentions of their players. They they don't have that. There's, there's, There's a piece in there that is flawed. Is it the head coach? I don't, I don't feel like it is. I feel like that it's, it's the physician, but I don't know for sure. And I'm just throwing shit at the wall when it comes to that. Do I have anything really logical to stand behind my words? No. No. Other than the optics. The optics are saying that they have a history of this. And after doing a quick search on Google as far as who the physicians are with the Miami Dolphins, I believe the head physician is a guy named, uh, I think it's John Uribe, Uribe, U-R-I-B-E. And if I'm reading it correctly, he's been around with them on staff since right around 2013, if I'm reading that correctly. Okay, so I'm not saying it's him. It could be somebody on that staff. But Jesus Christ, the optics are saying there's something fucked up going on. Fix your shit, Miami Dolphins. You guys got to remember, while people are describing to a, uh, some are describing Tua as a beast and a warrior, tough and stuff like that. And they're like, he, look at him. He, he's powering through. Yeah, he is. And hopefully he, he recovers nicely. But the truth is, to somebody there, he is just a number. And he's just there to help generate money. Whether it's for the, the team or to put money in their own pocket, I don't know. It's sad. Here's the irony, though. If the Dolphins are found to be negligent with the handling of Tua's health, expect major disciplinary actions. People should be fired. The team should be heavily fined. Not some like $2 million. No, it's got to be a fuck ton of money. $50 million. I don't fucking know. Something that sends a shockwave through the NFL going, Fuck, fuck, we can't handle that. 
lose draft picks. I don't know. Something like that. Because if you fine them like $4 million, yeah, that's a chunk of change. But you know what? They'll move on. And it's really not that big of a disciplinary action. Okay? It's not that big of a deal. You sit there and you say, you have to pay us $25 million. You know, maybe it's to the health benefits of retired NFL veterans. And or you lose draft picks for the next two years. Something like that. You got to take it seriously. Because if the consequences aren't that rough, that, you know, hurtful, guess what? They're just going to keep doing it. They're just going to be a little bit more protective of how they do it. Something's going on. Something's going on. Maybe you think that, that I'm wrong and I'm just overthinking it, but I, I don't feel that way. And I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, this comes in from Matthew the Cunt. That shit with Tua is hard to watch. I thought for sure last week he suffered a concussion. He clearly hit the his head hard on the turf. It was ridiculous even to see him back out for the second half of that game. I thought the NFL had clear concussion protocols in place. It seems like the Dolphins were somehow able to override that. And now he's being taken off on a stretcher after hitting his head the same way and having what appears to be a seizure on the field. I hope he's okay. I don't fault him for wanting to play. The NFL said they were looking into how the Dolphins managed his injury. Ultimately, this shit is still fucked. Tua should not have been cleared to play tonight or the second half of last week. It is really a bad look. That's my take. Thanks again, Matthew the Cunt. <laughs> First of all, I love that nickname. <laughs> I am Matthew the Cunt. Behold, for I am Matthew the Cunt. It's like you're traveling in the medieval times and you're like, where are we headed, sire? We're headed to see Matthew the Cunt. Matthew the Cunt, he's a brutal bastard, he is. <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny. But what you're saying is true. Based on what we've seen, now that being said, we're not doctors, but I've, I just read you some uh, tweets from doc, uh, doctor himself saying that this is bullshit. There is something else going on. And obviously this team has a history of negligence and I would not doubt, I would put money, and I'm not a huge gambling man, but I would put money on the fact that you start seeing some changeover when it comes to the medical providers for the Miami Dolphins. Whoever their physicians are, I would not be surprised if, if all of a sudden you see those turnover. Wouldn't be surprised because there's some, it may not be the head guy, might be a few of the, the lower end guys, but something's got to change. Because there's some wicked shit going on there. And how fucking scary. If, you're, if your company was doing that to you, or like say your coworker got injured and you're like, dude, he is fucked up. Why is he back at work? Like he, he is, you know, clearly out of it. And, the, and, you know, and they're like, no, he's fine. He's good. He's good to go. Our doctor cleared him. And you're like, you, that doctor over there, the one smoking a cigarette, <laughs> scratching his nuts. Oh, yeah, that's Todd. He's a good doctor. Is he really a doctor? Sure. Sure he is. Used to be a vet for 14 years. Then he decided to do uh, this. So anyway, it, it, it's wild. 
do not be surprised, and I don't think you will, if all of a sudden we find out that there's some bad shit going on with the Miami Dolphins. Tua is fucked up. And, and it bothers me that they released him from the hospital last night, but that being said, if if there's doctors that are outside of the inner circle of the Miami Dolphins and they cleared him, I guess we're good. But if for whatever reason, his doctors were the ones influencing him to leave, then that bothers me. And I, I, I would not doubt if we find out some shady shits going on with the Miami Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because at the end of the day, football players are just there to make the team money. And there's always going to be someone in an organization. You would think you would think, okay, that's me. CYAs Uh, that potentially doesn't give a shit about the players. They're just wanting to make money. So that's what it looks like right now for the Miami Dolphins. Scary situation with the Miami Dolphins. And of course, Tua, hopefully Tua is okay and comes through this, you know, unscathed. But it it does not look good for Tua and the Miami Dolphins. I wouldn't want to fucking play for the Dolphins right now. Be like, I don't trust the way you guys are treating, treating me. Or, or anybody. Uh, I, I just don't trust it. Oh, that would be an interesting question to talk to uh, a former NFL player. Be like, was there ever times that you just didn't trust your doctors in-house that the team provided you? I'm sure that's the case. I'm sure there's plenty of times where the guys are like, I'm just going to go seek treatment somewhere else because I just don't trust this guy. He has one thing in mind. The, the best intentions for the team, not for the players. Shady shit, man. Hey, you're going to get to some uh, questions from you guys here in a second. But first, uh, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. And it's happened a few times. So guess what? Root for chaos. And you know what? Superbook's going to help you out. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, this came in from Coach Max. He said, uh, what is happening with CU and CSU? They're two great flagship universities. I haven't seen college football like this in my lifetime. What say you? Yeah, because they're two horseshit organizations right now or two horseshit football universities right now. And they've been for a while. And it's really disgusting because I remember growing up and it was in the early 90s and just how fucking badass late 80s, early 90s when the CU buffs were legit. Even the Rams were fucking good. And it was great. People wanted to be there. And I guess really ultimately what it comes down to is who's leading the way. And until you get a great, a great, not a good coach, you need a fucking great coach to lead the way for each university. And it can't be just some middle of the road coach. It can't be just some miscellaneous former player. It has to be a big fucking coach 
name, the university has to shell out a shit ton of money in order to get somebody. That's the only way things are going to change. That's it. Because ultimately, if you're a player, I mean, why would you want to come to CU? Why would you want to go to CSU other than the academics? They're great schools. Yes, they are. But as far as your football future, hmm, it's, it's not a great stepping stone. You can become successful by going to one of those organizations or those universities. You can. But until you get a legitimate, top-notch, badass motherfucker for a head coach, you're not getting anybody. You're not getting jack shit. Because the people that are recruiting for CU and CSU, they got no pull. They're going to get guys that are going to be like, yeah, you, you know, you're pretty good. You could start. Yeah, okay. But who are you getting? You're getting good talent, but not amazing talent. I guess you could say that an opportunity for them would be a name like, say, Eric Bieniemy. It has to be a huge fucking name. It does. Because otherwise, you're, you're just going to keep getting the same shit, different coach. They're garbage. They're both garbage. The best football team in the state of Colorado right now is Air Force, which is ironic considering all the restrictions it takes to be in the Air Force and play for the Air Force Falcons because of being in the military. In other universities, you got to focus on football and you got to focus on academics. These guys for Air Force have to focus on academics, they have to focus on football, and they got to focus on their jobs and their training for the Air Force. So it's like, holy fucking shit. And they're, they're this fucking good? Now, they're, they're not you know, fighting for uh, a national championship, but they're the, clearly the best football team, especially college, in the state of Colorado. CU, CSU, oh, I forgot you're still there. Holy shit. Air Force is just leading the way, beating the snot out of people. I'm proud to say that the Air Force Falcons are part of Colorado. I am, because they fucking put it all out there. They're fucking legit. And they take their shit seriously. CU, CSU, man, it's hard to get behind you. It's hard to support you. I believe one day you guys will be back and you will have a great team at one point. But right now, until you get shit changed up front, as far as the, the coaching goes, who the fuck wants to play for CU and CSU? I hope that answers your question or at least gives you my opinion, Coach Max. But it is embarrassing right now, and it's been for a while. When it comes to the conversation of college football in the state of Colorado, there's only one team that I feel like I can support, and that's the Air Force Falcons. Otherwise, I guess you could say you know some of the other teams, but all, as far as the big schools go, CU and CSU, I ew, you're gross. <laughs> you're just it's like fuck, guys, do better. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is who you have leading the way. And until you invest in a better head coach and a, a better way to recruit, I mean, what the fuck, man? Who the fuck wants to come here? Nobody. Nobody wants to fucking come here. 
Not to those schools. Anyway. Hey, by the way, the Broncos take on the Raiders, and it's huge because it's Raiders week here in Colorado, and that's always exciting. Now, even though the Raiders are 0-3, and I'm going to go into this a little bit more with the pregame huddle that I post out there prior to each Bronco game. This is a prove-it game for both the Raiders and the Broncos. A lot of people are sitting there going, this is an easy game for the Broncos. I mean, hey, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders are 0-3. They're a fucking wounded animal, and the Broncos need to be careful. There's a good chance that you don't take this game too seriously, and the Broncos could get fucking embarrassed by Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, and the fucking Raiders. They need to take this shit seriously, put the pedal to the metal, come out of the gates, the gates, and just beat the shit out of the Raiders. They have to do that. There is no letting up. Bell rings, pop them right in the fucking nose, and just don't stop. This is a game I expect Russell Wilson and crew to be just fully locked in and gelling. They should be a nice and tight unit. This is a prove-it game for the Denver Broncos just as much as it is for the Raiders. The Raiders are trying to prove that their coach doesn't need to be fired because there's a really good chance Josh McDaniels gets shit-canned if he loses to the Denver Broncos. They're fighting for their coach. Josh McDaniels is fighting for his job. The Raiders are fighting for pride because they're sick and tired of looking at that zero in front of their record. And then the fact that they're in Vegas in front of their home crowd. Now, I'm sure Broncos country is going to travel nice, nice for this game. But this is a potential to go either way. And I have a feeling that the Broncos are going to they're going to gel in this game as far as the offense goes but it's very very slippery if the Broncos don't come out aggressive in that first drive and second drive and just fucking throttle them if they don't do that there's a good chance that this game could get away from them and that's just reality and it's It's quote-unquote scary. The Broncos could lose this game. And if, if they do, then the Broncos are in some serious shit. So they're in a prove it game. The offense, Russell Wilson, you need to prove your worth because you haven't been earning your paycheck, Russell Wilson, not as of right now. Go out there, beat the snot out of the Raiders. Do it. Light them up. I am sick and tired of this you know, pussyfooting around on your offense. Beat the shit out of the Raiders. Let's go. Take control of the AFC West, please. Fuck, man. Raiders will not go quietly into the night. (laughs) They will not. They will kick and scream, fight and claw. And the Broncos need to be prepared for that. Fuck the fact that they have an 0-3 record. They have barely lost each game. I want to say that they're, it's an average of about four points that they've lost each game. They're not getting their ass beat in every game. They're losing, but not by much. Not by much. 
This is a closer game that people want to admit, but it's very important for the Broncos to come out fast and hard and start beating the snot out of them quickly and don't give them an inch to breathe. Fuck. Fuck me, man. (laughs) Anyway, go Broncos, please. All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Truly appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern, and Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Go Broncos. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.